Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey friend, it's Nicole, host of the Nicole Walters podcast. Here's where we laugh, we cry, and we grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Let's get started. Hey friends, so you know that whenever the Mr. Fella comes in, we're usually talking about like something crazy in our relationship or something that's come up or whatever, but y'all get it. You know our relationship, we share it on social, all that stuff. Ask me questions in the DM, we'll get to it and maybe we'll follow up later as things change. What I wanna do today, and this is really like vulnerable, transparent, whatever you wanna call it. I am bringing in the Mr. Fella to pick his brain for y'all live and in person (laughs) because the way he thinks trips me out sometimes. And I'm going to be very vulnerable in saying this. I have not had the best luck in relationships. And you've heard me talk about this with starting fresh, starting over. I go into it in detail in my book, Nothing is Missing, which is available now for sale everywhere books are sold. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, grab your copy. Um, I'm super excited to get into your hands because it really does add color to a lot of what we talk about here through stories and lessons and all that jazz. But honestly, part of what makes that book so good is a lot of what I've learned in being in a healthy relationship. And some of this I've learned literally just because this guy that I'm with was raised so differently for me. Now, I do want to throw out as a caveat, you know, some people may say, well, it's because he is a male, because he is white, because he is privileged. All those things are true. He does have those privileged things. What I am talking about here today is that this man has incredible parents. Like they are imperfect, like all parents are, but they have done a really good job raising him around his mindset and his sense of self-worth. And that has really shown up and how he picks who he's with, myself notwithstanding. <laughs> no, I'm a hot mess. I, I really, I'm literally just trying to figure out why he's even, why he even plays with me like this. I don't even know. But all that being said, he is here today. And I'm really excited for y'all to learn more about how he has approached picking his partners, what he has learned to tolerate and not tolerate within a relationship, and how he gets himself out of tough spots. We talk so much about fresh starts. 
but it's the ending and getting out of them to get your fresh start that is so important. So today we have the Mr. Fella, Alex. Hey, babe. Hey, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here. I'm excited that you're here. I'm treating you like an interview guest. Oh my God. Let's go. It's different. It is different. It is. It is different. I'm excited. Yeah, because you know. Yeah, because you know. Normally, we're here and we're talking about our relationship or giggling Mm -hmm. and whatever Mm -hmm. else, you know. But like, we got coffee. We are. I know. We. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe vibe, because I. I really also. I, I. I've said this before. Even when you're not around. I really admire the way you think, you know, like even though we're in a relationship, you're someone that I would pick to be friends with, you know, like because I just like the way you think. Because I'm awesome. It's not. (laughs) I mean, yes. (laughs) Yes, that. No, but no, it's because you're humble. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm super humble. humble. So yeah, no, no. But seriously, seriously. No, it's not that. It's the fact that there is a cool confidence and certainty that isn't egotistical around the way you approach relationships. Mm. Does that make sense when I say yeah. that? Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's a awareness that I can tell is rooted. I've met a few people in my life like this. Another one is this amazing woman that I've mentioned. I don't think I've mentioned here to this group of friends, but her name's Precious Lee. She's a supermodel and she is phenomenal. Like when I tell you this woman is a powerhouse and we were working on an opportunity together mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles and When I sat down and heard the way that this woman talked about, spoke about herself and she said her mom, you know, always told her like, girl, like you're amazing. Don't settle for less than you deserve. Like you are the greatest thing that's ever walked. And it wasn't ego based. You know what I mean? It was just simply like, no, like I bring a lot to the table. Like, why would I settle? Mm -hmm. You have that same energy and it doesn't feel like snotty or weird. You know, Mm. does it sound crazy? Like, no, I know. I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, it's funny because I'm now I'm thinking about where that comes from mm-hmm. and I think I know. Oh, oh, I'm excited because I want to let's first let's talk about what it is. So part of why I think this conversation is important is as women, especially black women, women of, you know, we're all women and black women of color are all marginalized and because of that, we're often told that if we are braggy, if we have standards, if we are in relationships where we're not receiving what we deserve, that we may be asking for too much or we have an ego or we are, you know, just over the top. And that has become perpetuated and become worse because we're now seeing conversations online about women saying things like, oh, no, he's not taking me on an ice cream date. Oh, he's not taking me for coffee. Like, he better be creative and inventive or put down some money if he means it. And and there is such a split perspective about that because there's some sort of identification in the date correlating with people seeing the worth of the woman. Yeah. Have you seen those sorts of conversations before? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. And I've, you know, there are there's definitely split thoughts on it, you know, because on one hand, it's like, oh, yeah, I really want to impress this girl. Oh, let me, I get it. Let me put that. But on the other hand, there is plenty of guys with money where that money actually is meaningless to them. And they're like, yeah, I'll throw down a couple bills or, you know, whatever it Talk is for it. this date. And it actually doesn't mean anything. You're essentially trying to just wine and dine, just like get in their pants. Yep. Talk or about it. Like, tell the you know truth. I mean? You know, and that is the truth. <laughs> or, I mean, or, or there's the, on the other side, there's like somebody who like, oh, let's get some ice cream or coffee to sit down and actually get to know the person because you're interested in the person and not trying to impress them. Which is like, and it's so, so there's interesting. both sides because you want to show you care, but you also want to not, you don't want to feel like, like, I don't know. Well, like so let's just like be transparent. What them? type of guy are you? I'm the like, let's go bowling guy. So you like an activity. I like an activity Mm -hmm. where we can like just 
loosen up, you know, just relax. Mm -hmm. And also something to keep us entertained, but we can also have conversation in the meantime. Mm -hmm. You know, like... Uh, For a first date, though? Because sure. bowling is a good amount of time. Bowling is like an hour and some change. It can be. It can be. And yeah. it's good because if you're having a good time, you can always pay for another game. But if it's but if it's terrible, you spent like an hour and a half. That's a lot. Relatively short date. You think that's a short date? An hour and a half? Oh, man. Some people can't get 20 minutes from me. I'm expensive. I mean, I have I'm gone on a date. I mean, I've I've gone on a date before where I I, I pieced out in like thirty minutes. Oh, because <laughs> you're like it's not a fit. I was like I was like oh this is clearly just like not it. You know? Oh wow. And, well, and, and, but was it like a date that was styled to be an hour and a half? Uh, it, it was like a coffee date, probably. Yeah, it was just like a casual. So I'm going to tell thing. you my take on that, and this is something that I ran into when I was dating, like while when I met you, but mm -hmm. even before I met you, because uh, I obviously stopped dating after. Ha ha. Uh. <laughs> So I ran into this where I would get sort of the mixed bag, right? And I would get the guys who maybe got some inclination that I come from means myself, like I have my own, that would then try to like overdo it, you know? And I mean, I've told you about some of these dates. like Right, because oh, they're so used here. to this certain standard and they're like, oh, right. I got to either meet that or supersede right. it. Like well, and only use the standard is in assumptively, right? Because you know me, I shop at Target, I cook my own meals, like I'm not fancy by you actually probably have nicer taste than I do when it comes to the day-to-day -day, I guess I'm I pretty much don't care wait we have this recorded right this is recorded <laughs> I'm gonna need that that cut out no listen you know that's gonna be my ringtone oh no listen 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 you know that I am only picky in certain areas I like a nice meal right but I can make one myself mm -hmm. and I also like to travel well those are really the areas where I care the most. Mm -hmm. like my, and my, maybe my housing. Like I like to make sure my home is like safe and clean. But other than that, I'm not. Where else am I really? Pay? I shop on Amazon. I shop at Target. Yeah. I cook. Like I'm just not yeah. super fancy, fancy mm -hmm. like that. Like and whereas a lot of people, like I'm not a shoe. I don't have closets full of shoes and handbags and gems. I have a couple of nice pieces. You have a couple of nice pieces yeah. and you really appreciate good good well-cooked and seasoned food <laughs> and you and you and seasoned is very i i, I said what i said it's, it's true it's true it's true <laughs> it's true and you like to travel, travel right well. well yeah and so like but that's also because i don't vacation enough so when right. i do i want to so when do you do right. exactly. mm -hmm. now all that being said though people would think like i've had guys show up on dates and be like oh i got you this handbag you know like designer bag that's stuff and i'm weird. just like it's weird it's weird so it always strikes me as strange so like I did coffee dates and I liked them because they were respectful of my time and it was an initial introduction and then we would commit to, it's kind of like in business or in consulting, it's like the discovery call before the actual session. It's like an intake form before we sit down for the actual right. VIP day, sure. you know? Yeah. So like that makes sense to me, but you know, a lot of women, you know, in this both sides argument are saying, hey, this date thing is correlated with how much you value this initial interaction or how badly you want like a wife or a girlfriend. But it's like, I don't even know you yet. Like, that's my take on it. Right. Yeah. And I still think that, you know, being respectful, that all exists outside of the construct of the date is how do you treat me on the date? You know what I mean? Like I've gone on my my first marriage. Uh, God, I can't believe I can even say that. <laughs> my, my first marriage uh, started mm. with a quick date. You know, it was just like getting crepes, whatever else, you know, and look at how it turned out. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I just don't think that the two are. And I've been whisked away. Like I have had full on fancy dates, you know, and I did not marry those guys.
Okay, so friend, you know that it is a crazy heat wave and you also know that I am always on the go. I have podcasts to do. I'm doing speaking engagements. I'm trying to keep up with these kids between summer camp and life. And the truth is I carry my water with me everywhere. I don't always remember to take a sip of it. Guilty, guilty, guilty. I'm trying to do better. But One thing that has really helped me is that the sips that I'm taking are maximized because I've been using liquid IV. Now, liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone. What it does is it gives you three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. And of course, I never get bored. I mean, it's easy to remember when your water tastes good. And they've added three new flavors, white peach, green grape, and lemon lime. Everybody's talking about Liquid IV. It's the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And it's now sugar-free. They've been doing this for years in the making. Their hydration multiplier, Sugar-Free, uses a proprietary that means they're the only ones, zero sugar hydration solution with no artificial sweeteners. So I love this. The packaging's convenient. I can throw it in my bag and I can boost any bit of water that I have into something that's going to do even more for me. And I will tell you, you know how I feel about the give back. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation for a healthier world. So they partner with leading organizations to fund and foster innovative solutions that help communities protect both their water and their futures. Y'all, they've donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Friend, I want you to know that this is for real people with real flavor that's real hydrating. It's now sugar-free. Grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier Sugar-Free in bulk nationwide at Costco Or get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code Nicole at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you use promo code Nicole at liquidiv.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Cole. As a leading functional medicine practitioner, I have had the unique position to see so many alchemize their pain and health problems to their purpose. Now I want the same for you. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers, where there is a fresh infusion of grace and lightness into wellness. This is the art of being well. Join me every Thursday for a new episode. Now, I'm just curious, and I'm sure maybe some of the listeners are curious. Like, for an example, you said somebody got you a bag. Yes. Like, what is, like, the most outrageous thing somebody, like, gave gave you on a first date? So, I will tell you, the most outrageous first date I was on was not, it wasn't just about the gift. It was about the date. It was, do you mind, do you mind for me to do, like, a surprise? You know, do you want me to just do, like, a surprise for you? And I was like, sure. Which was weird to me because I was kind of like, it's all a surprise. But this Mm. person was a public figure. So I didn't worry that they weren't going to murder me. Do you know right, what I mean? Right, like right. we were set up by our agents. So on this first date, they picked me up. Then they drove me to a private airfield. And when I got onto the plane, there was a purse in my seat in a box, you know, which I recognize the designer box and the size. And so I knew it was a bag probably. It was a bag. And then we went to a private dinner at a fancy restaurant. You look like you're cringing right now. <laughs> Your face is just looking no, at no, me. No, 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 no. Go. I'm, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. 
It was nice. It's we a went, lot. yeah, it's a, it's a whole <laughs> no, lot. No, no, keep going. It's a whole lot. When we went to the dinner, um, with each course of the meal, it was a five course meal. There was a small gift, so there was like jewelry or whatever. And for me, I was like, "Is this in my what head?" What kind whole, of jewelry? Cartier. <laughs> yeah, like actual, like it wasn't, but it wasn't expensive Cartier. It was like two thousand, four thousand. It wasn't like fifteen or ten thousand Cartier. You know what I mean? Which is make no mistake, that's Still, a lot of money. Like, but like, <laughs> I'm just saying that the way Cartier set up, like. The, a five course meal could be it could be equivalent to a single piece right. too. Do you know okay. what I mean? Okay. So in, so it was just a lot. Comparatively, yes. I would I say it. like gifts wise, they probably came out of pocket twenty five G's for, for a first date. date, and then if you count the flight alone, you know, flying private, they didn't own the jet. You know what I mean? It was chartered, but I would say the date date was probably like between thirty and forty k, and it just wasn't required. I literally was like, look. I mean, honestly, I would have given you two to three dates if you just wrote me the check. Uh, I, just give me the two to three dates. And the thing is, there was I'm not the type like right, like here's I, like here's here's twenty five k. Go just pay lot, some bills. Pay some bills. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like I just it was just weird. And it's like I what I also thought was funny about it was I'm not the Instagram. There's a category right of young sure. lady who readily makes it clear that they are available for dating at a certain price point, you know, and I'm not that type. There's nothing about me that indicated whatsoever that I was the, you know, showing myself on the, my wares on the net, you know, and you could just kind of, this is what you'll get from me right. if we date this way, right? right? Like, that's just not my energy. It's, and we were set up by my agent. And so, so how And so how did the date go? So the person was nice. I also felt like, just to be fair also, that this type of date is a type of date that they like. So does that make sense also? Even though I felt like they were trying to impress me, it didn't feel like a unique date with me in mind. And it also, if they were trying to do something special, it wasn't about me. And then it also felt like, um, but it did feel like it was like, this is how they travel or this is the type of life they have. Right. So, you know, okay, you right, know? Right, But ultimately I was like, we can be friends. Like it wasn't someone I was that interested. The conversation was kind of lacking. Um, they were headed in a path in their life where I could tell they were looking for someone who would stay home. You know, and like be, we had things in common, like we wanted family, you know, all that. But I just was not right for them, for what they wanted. And so you know? I got um, you a salmon roll. You did. It was <laughs> so sweet. It was so sweet. I loved it so much. Right. It, oh, so, my gosh. But it's like, yes. it's so funny because comparatively, it's like, OK, if you're talking about the amount of money somebody's going to spend. No, on it was a the date intention. Being being the meaningful thing. Mm -hmm. You got somebody who spent 25K or mm -hmm. whatever or on more gifts. Yeah. on gifts and in a, a lavish first date. Yeah. And we got sushi and I got you a salmon roll. I will you know tell what you that. I, mean? I got, I got you a couple I rolls of sushi. In. It's true. I and came now we're in on our engaged. first date. Yeah, it's true. I came <laughs> in on our engaged. first date. That's true. I came in on our first date and I arrived a few minutes after you, maybe like 10, 15 yeah. minutes after. And when I arrived, you'd already ordered right. a couple of food items. You didn't do the full thing, but you're like, just in case you arrived hungry. Right. Because it was a little, it was a latish dinner. It was like seven something. Right. You'd already. And I remember thinking to myself, I will never forget it registered. I was like, how thoughtful, you know? And like that to me resonated. Yeah. And it's like, and so it's just like funny. It's those little things it's not the amount of money it's at you least know, for me it's, it's you know? just like the thought and the intention and just getting to know a person and which brings us to to the thing that i you know this conversation that's happening where they're like you know what messaging are you sending as a woman when you're willing to accept a hey let's meet up for an ice cream cone it's a heat wave sis the message is it's hot outside but it's hot this is gonna feel really good <laughs> and let's have a conversation you know chill. what i mean like yeah right but but you know some some women also are like no like i want you to put money behind your intention which i can i can understand that on some i can level understand too. both sides of it you know? you know and it's like if you really care and want to impress 
like go for like a nice dinner, but you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like a nice dinner is fine. It's but a good also, gesture. Let's just be real. I feel like that's reserved for if I knew you before or if you were introduced to me through someone like maybe. But if I want if a guy really goes not all out, but plans a little bit second date to me. Right. That's a second date thing because right. now I feel like you're doing it for me. And ideally, you'll integrate things that you may have learned during the right. first like, date. Oh, on the first date, I learned you like this type of food. So yeah. we'll go, let's go here. Right, or whatever. right. Something like that. That seems more meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. So in any case, all that being said, let's talk about how this relates to this sense of worth, this, you know, right. all these pieces right. with choosing your partners. Right. So I'll kick it off with my vulnerable share. Mm. You know, with my previous relationships, one of the things that ultimately I think led to the demise of all I've had multiple relationships. You know, my previous relationships was that I quickly, it's a, it's a very simple, like consistent pattern. I would enter the relationship with an expectation of how the relationship would go, which is always a downfall. Relationships should, de should develop together, mm -hmm. right? That is mm -hmm. something I'm doing right in this one. Right. But I would come in with an expectation of this is what a boyfriend is and this is how a girlfriend is. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I would do the relationship and I would find that, Certain things that I think are standard in a relationship, whether it is being helpful towards your partner, being kind towards, you know, their family or their peers, being encouraging of their goals and aspirations, showing up on time for things you say you will do. You know, even if you if you read my book, Domestic Violence, you know, like there are different aspects, you know, that came up during, you know, any of many of my previous relationships that were shockingly to me at least a surprise that weren't in understanding right that like we're all on the same page and what's interesting about that is that part of what led to the demise of the relationship was that i would stay in these relationships way too long you know like my domestic violence relationship was i was much much younger you know i was in like not even in my 20s you know and i was one of my first boyfriends that i'd ever had and i literally all was with the person who would convince me that like, well, this was a one-off, you know what I mean? Or this was because I came home in this state or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, and I talk about it in the book and I think a lot of people would be surprised to know that about me, but you know, I thought that like, oh, this is the standard. And then when I realized it wasn't the standard, that was when I would leave until now in my thirties, you know, I've officially learned that, no, you set your standard. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And someone, and there are also things that are really truly just standard. Like your partner being kind to you is normal. Like that's why you're in a relationship, mm -hmm. right? And if someone is constantly convincing you that that's not the case, then that's not the right partner. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm even saying these things, I'm looking at you like, right? I feel like that's how that goes, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like that's how that goes. But I, so- in Like, yeah, you're on the right track. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Track. So <laughs> in our relationship, obviously never, none of these things have ever been an issue. But you've not you haven't had this problem in your dating like D domestic. No, like, not domestic like, violence. Of course not. That has not been an issue in yours. But I'm just saying that, like, you haven't had the issue of recalibration of your standards, even though you've, you know, well, personal self-worth. Well, there was. Well, tell me more about that, because what I'm talking about is the fact that, like, you have always been very clear, like, no, like my partner should be good to me. Like, that's something that, like, whether or not you've accepted less, but you've always known it. I've always known it, but because I'm very empathetic mm -hmm. and I try to be understanding and always give the benefit of the doubt, you know, and I always try to see the best in people, you know, just like you do. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, I had an experience where I stayed in a situation that wasn't super great. It wasn't um, 
it wasn't uh, physically abusive, but yeah. it was more mentally emotionally, yeah. and emotionally. Mm -hmm. So tell me more about about first the part where it's like getting your understanding of how a good relationship should be and look. Where on earth did you get that from? I grew up in my parents were not great together. I talk about that in the book. They were not good together. I would wish they'd get divorced. You know what I mean? Right. They were not good. And all my relationships there forward were just. I, I just I thought a woman's job was to serve. Right. That was her greatest value. So. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I mean, yeah, my parents were a good example to mm -hmm. me for a lot of things, you know, like I would see them fall, in this, fall asleep on the couch together or my mom would get her hair done. My dad would always make sure he complimented her or found something to compliment her. You know, he still touches her butt, he still touches her butt, you know, <laughs> it's sorry, so cute. parents. I know you on blast. it's true, though. It's but... it's like I we notice and I love it. You know, I see my dad sometimes like pat my mom on the butt. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, those are like the little things, yeah. you know, that I, I've, see, I've observed and like, you know, picked up and they probably have no idea that I But know, it stuck with you. But it stuck with you. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that stuck with me or like my. So the whole sense of self-worth and understanding there. Mm -hmm. It's so silly. So my dad had like two sayings that he would repeat to me growing up mm -hmm. that I never thought much of. Or I'm like, dad, you're a broken record. You know, yeah. like, yeah, I heard you. I get it. Blah, blah, blah. So he would always, and he would always say it in this silly voice, which made it stuck even more because mm -hmm. I'm ridiculous like that. <laughs> He'd always be, be yourself, you know, just <laughs> be yourself. You know, he would always just say it in this weird accent. What would prompt that? Like if you like asked him for advice? If or... I talked about something my friends were doing or saw something on TV, he'd be like, no matter what, be yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, he'd always say it like, I don't know what accent <laughs> He's a very silly guy. He's that's just also a silly, He's a soft, silly goofy guy. dude. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I am the way I am. Yeah. But it was just like the be yourself thing. And, you know, he always said, do what you love and the money will come. Mm. And those two phrases, so like good. for me, kind of created this framework for myself where it's like, if, okay, I always live my life by the golden rule, mm -hmm. treat others the way you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. And so if I always stick to that, then you know, hopefully I'm always doing the right thing. So it, it has informed your decision. It informed my decision making. And, you know, when it, you know, in life you come across things and that are, you know, just not positive influences for your life. Sure. You know, let's it's keep just, it real. Like what? Like when you're because you're in music, I'm in the music everywhere you go. Sex, there are sex, sex drugs, drugs and, and rock and roll. And rock and roll. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? It's just like you I've, have to decide all the time. I've run into all the things yeah. and it's just like you have to decide what's right for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I have in the back of my head, my dad being be yourself. And, and so but like, and, I guess and, that's and the so question. If, How did you decide what was yourself versus the self that was required or required or requested well, from because, society. Well, because I would listen to what my gut was telling me. If I saw that mm. all these people are doing something and I didn't want to do it, then I didn't. Y'all remember growing up with Pillsbury Crescent Rolls and it always felt like it was just something you had to do for holidays or special occasions or things like that. Y'all, I'm going to tell you the plot twist. They should be in your weeknight dinner rotation. I don't know about you, but it is summertime and I'm trying to keep these kids entertained and fed. They are eating through my fridge and they're also bored as heck after camp is over. So what I've been doing is every time we're sitting down for dinner, I'm trying to get fun and budget friendly dinner things into my rotation every weeknight. So here's what it looks like. 
I've been using Pillsbury Crescents to just pull together fun, easy recipes, and I find them online on Pillsbury.com. Now, one of my favorites is their chicken bacon ranch crescent rolls, and it's so easy to make. I can do it in less than 30 minutes, and it doesn't take all night. And I got to tell you, the kids love doing it. It's as easy as fill, roll, bake. And my picky eaters love it. They grab them up. We throw it with the salad. They're full. They're happy. And we had a great time. Now, I love it because now when they go shopping with me, they run to the dairy aisle and they're grabbing everything we need from the almond milk to the Pillsbury. So I want to let you know that if you're struggling with picky eaters, if you're finding yourself saying, look, I got 30 minutes and I got to pull it all together and you need your kids to have a great time, be happy and pleased and a little bit entertained, grab them, pull it together, fill, roll, bake and you'll be doing great this summer. So friend, you can find more weeknight dinner recipes at pillsbury.com. They're simple, they're easy, and they're so much fun. Head over to pillsbury.com to grab your weeknight dinner recipes. Listening to your gut is something that I know that for me, was like rooted out. Like it's part of the like being in bad relationships because one of the sort of symptoms of a relationship that isn't great is someone making you question your gut, Mm -hmm. you know, and your intuition. I've talked about this before here, you know, with Fresh Starts. No one has ever, ever said, oh man, I went with my intuition and what a horrible idea that was. You know what I mean? I listened to my gut and what a fail, you know? People are always like, I listened to my gut and thank God, or I should have listened to my gut and I wish I knew. And so I'm telling you in relationships, one of the things that I've seen, at least in my relationships, is like a symptom of of me knowing the eventual demise was I wasn't listening to my gut. But you grew up knowing that it was because your dad would say, be yourself, that your gut was something that was worth listening to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a big deal. And so, you know, like, for example, you know, when I was in college, I was with somebody who, you know, drank a lot Mm -hmm. and it was like a constant issue. And I tried, we tried to work it out. And I just realized over time, I'm like, I deserve, you know, better than this. And then I broke it off. Mm -hmm. You know, I was with another girl for like five years Mm -hmm. and I never proposed or I never really saw marriage happening because it just wasn't right because she was kind of trying to you know she was haitian mm-hmm. and she was brought up with a certain image of what a wife should be sure the value you know the value mm-hmm. system there mm-hmm. and you know at the time i wasn't looking for the perfect housewife mm-hmm. i was i was looking for something else at the time something you know, that would align with your something that would align with me because yeah. because what everyone is looking for isn't this like textbook thing everyone mm-hmm. has different values and everyone has something that they, that everyone has a different image of what they want in their life. And it's important to get to know. She's great for the right person. What your person for sure. wants. Yeah, she's right yeah. for the different person. Yeah. But that's not what I what I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, at the time. So it was just, you know, listening to my intuition that like, I'm like on paper, you know, these are all the things, right. but it just didn't align with what I wanted. And it just, it wasn't going to work. And you know? so what happened? Because so I I brought this up with you before and I want to have this conversation in front of my friends because I think it's valuable. So you were in these relationships for a while. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I think, you know, I'm hoping anyone who's in a relationship because something that lands in my DMs a lot that, you know, I, I talk to you about is like people saying, I'm trying to get up the guts to get divorced or change my job or change my situation and getting up the guts. Well, hey, your gut is clearly already telling you. The minute that you start feeling that it's probably not right is probably the first step towards 
it being over. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but it's a, it's a very big leap from feeling something is right mm-hmm. and then to actually do something about it. Yes, it's, yes. So how it, do we help people make that leap? What were some of the things you were looking for? Because I know that for me, I knew from probably, and I talk about this, you know, one year into my relationship, we were having issues. Right. And I've talked about this the entire time because, you know, the, my entire my entire marriage, I've been public on mm-hmm. social media. So I've talked about that. We've had to get counseling here. We are still working on things here. Even in the pandemic, I was like, "Ooh, we are on a thread. You know what I yeah, mean? So yeah. people have seen it coming. I've never tried to pretend like my relationship was where I was never that person. But I didn't listen to my gut. And if my gut knew one year in what, you know, I have no regrets. I have zero regrets about being married to my partner. Zero. You know what I mean? I have zero regrets about having my babies and having the life that I had. If it got me here, everything was right. You know, so I have Mm. no regrets and I don't have anything evil or terrible to say about this person because in the season I was in, it served what it needed to serve. But I absolutely knew things one year in before I finished the 12 year relationship and I did not listen to them. And I probably did three to four years in that relationship that didn't need to be there, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and they need to be there for other reasons. But, you know, I probably could have just pieced out, stage left. Yep. Two to left, two to left, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that being said, why do you think you stayed? Like what signs, for me, it was that I was ignoring things because I was told, hey, no, you should expect this. How dare you ask for this? This is normal, you know? Well, for me, there was the, always the element of, oh, maybe they'll come around. Maybe they'll change and listen or be willing to do this other thing. So it was or, like looking at, what do they call it? Looking at the potential, not the person. Yeah, looking at the pen- potential of what could be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after some time, you know, it's it's a combination of that. And then also the, the part of it is that I don't want to make anyone feel bad. I don't want to hurt somebody. Well, that's just you being nice. Yeah, but that's probably a lot of people. You stay yeah. in because you're like, oh, that's mean. Like, I don't want them to feel bad. It's going to break their heart. I feel so bad. Right. And that's a big part of it is that, like, there is no way. you When you, when you start to realize there's no way to fix your circumstance without hurting somebody else. Mm. You know, and, and it's or not. Or yourself. Or yourself. Like, it's. Someone's going to hurt. Is it going to so, be you in the relationship? Somebody or? in this situation is going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And the longer you stay the more it will hurt. Mm. And that is a hard realization because it forces you to do this really uncomfortable thing. I just had a, like, I'm not kidding. You just gave me like a aha moment, you know, (laughs) because that was something that came to me during my like sort of big split, you know, was that one of the big turning points was my partner saying like, you know, I want more, I want different, I want whatever. And me looking at them saying, I don't know if I can do that for you. And not even like when I tell you heart of hearts, like, oh, I feel even teary about it now, which is, I got to tell you, so weird to feel this way in front of you, you know, but I wish I could have done that for them. You know, it was this, like, I wanted my marriage, Mm -hmm. you know, and I guess it doesn't feel weird because you know who I am. You know how I committed and how much how I love hard and mm-hmm. I am all in and I wanted it to work so badly you know and I wish I could have been what they were asking for but I also could feel that I was like I can't even do this and if I stay I'm like they, they look hurt you know what I mean mm-hmm. they look hurt and if I continue to stay here and not be this thing that they they think they need I just keep hurting them and that's not okay yeah, it's but it's one of those things you just don't want to hurt them. You want to try yeah. to work it out. And it's, and if I stayed longer, I would have hurted them more. Yeah. 
or at least I, they would have thought I was hurting them more or whatever. You right, know what because, I mean? Well, Whatever's because, in their brain. Because well, if they want certain things, they'll right. feel deprived from whatever that is. And just is. the longer you stay, the more this relationship goes on, the more yeah. stuff you deal with together, the deeper your relationship goes. Mm-hmm. So when you finally break it, mm-hmm. I mean, it just hurts that much more. But, but then you can get past it. You, know you can get I mean? past yeah. it. And like the bottom, I mean, like, I feel like the bottom line of it is like whether you make that decision today or tomorrow, mm-hmm. it's knowing that you have to make that decision and actually making it, so, you know? And that's so true. I think one of the things that I find to be interesting is like for me, I kept on, so so the phrase I often use, and I talk, I use this phrase in my book and I and I go into detail around it, but it's a phrase that I've, I don't think I've talked about much here, but I'll talk about it now, is that in my relationships, it felt like happiness was a moving target. Mm. It felt like once we would hit a certain goal, it felt like, okay, well, I know we hit this goal, but I don't feel happiness. So it's actually this goal. Now, to some extent, you know, if you're like, quote unquote, power couple, whatever, you know, there's nothing wrong with having ambition and drive and pushing it. But then there's also when it's not that when it's like, I cannot find joy and contentment because or, well, nothing I do is making nothing I do is going to be good else. enough. Right. Uh-huh. Because, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with my own junk. Mm-hmm. Right. So part of, you know, that was something I was used to from my own parents, from, you know, all the stuff that I detail in, 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 you know, text. Right. But I will say that there's also the element of that being in a relationship where it's like, no, and you're crazy for thinking that this would have been good enough, you know, Mm -hmm. or you're crazy for expecting me to show up this way, or you're crazy for thinking, I don't have a right to tell you that it should be this, or it should be that, or this is what I want, or no, I can never do that thing, or I can't be that thing. Seriously, though, I have learned so much being in a relationship with you about learning how to flex my expectations and that it really isn't about sort of the give and take transactional (laughs) nature of a relationship. Because if you find yourself in a relationship where it's tit for tat, you did this, so I do this, Mm -hmm. or I do this because you do this, and the happiness is a moving target and we're setting different standards. The truth is when you're in a partnership that flows properly and that person just, it's its like a giving circle that you just want to be part of. Yeah, there's like a, <laughs> it's funny, there's this movie that always stuck with me and I apply it to music and I apply it to life and it's, so it's a movie called Robots. Oh, with, you do talk about this, with, yes. Oh my God, the comedian. And anyway, there's a saying in that movie, it's all about inventors and they say, see need, fill a need. Mm-hmm. And that saying, I'm always like, okay, you know, sometimes I don't see the need and right. so it's not filled. Right. But if I do see it, you know, I'm like, oh, the trash needs to go out. You do that. Vi- yeah, you're do very or, thoughtful. Or like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if you just see something, you see a gap somewhere, you see a need, you fill it. You know, mm-hmm. you just like take care of something that you notice can be done. But you're very and try thoughtful to be helpful. like that. I've, I've been in relationships where my previous partners have looked me dead in the face and said, I am not a thoughtful person. Yeah. And for some reason, I thought that would change. No, they said it. Mm-hmm. That's on me. You know what I mean? You told me who you are. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. But I will say that one of the things just using this past week for an example, you know, I started recording the audiobook, Nothing is Missing, mm-hmm, my book. Mm-hmm. And you knew that I've been building up to this. You know, you in particular being in the industry know what it's like to be in the studio for hours trying to get whatever the footage is, whatever the clip is, whatever you need. And I didn't even know what I was getting into. I kind of was like, I'll get myself ready. I'll kind of whatever, you know. And you came into the studio with me in the morning just to make sure, you know, Everything was lined up. Yeah, because I was like, this is a big undertaking. Yeah, and you were like, I just, and also blending your expertise. You've done this for a long time. You know that, you know what I sound like. You know what Mm -hmm. I sound like when I don't sound good. You know, Mm -hmm. you know my energy levels, everything. So you just came in in the beginning. You're only there for like 
90 minutes, an hour, you know, something like that. that. If that, you know, just to make sure I was good, you know. But then while I was gone and in the studio, you took care of the baby. You made sure that the house, you made the bed, like just all the little attention things, you know. Oh, you got me flowers and a note, you know. And like I come back and I'm like, it was just the minute I walked in and I saw all of that. Also knowing the day you had. Like you had your own studio stuff. You had your own things you had to before. You had shows coming up and you somehow managed. I I still don't know to this moment how you managed to do all of it. And honestly, the thing that occurred to me was like, he is treating me the way that I've treated my previous partners and I didn't have to ask for it. Like he sees my worth and he treated me as such. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I wanted to do was like, not in a transactional way, was like, how can I make it easier for him? You know, like, so what does he need? Does he need a meal? Does he need food? Does he need whatever? And I was like, okay, I'm going to cook. I'll figure something out. Starting point. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Let me create space here for this. I'll take the baby to school in the morning so you can sleep in. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that that's where, I don't know, that's where it starts working. But I'm want i with someone who makes me want to do that, not just through what they do, but the way they show up. Yeah. Yeah. So just letting you know, friend, if you're listening to this conversation, if you feel like you've got a big crazy audacious hairy list of things that you've got to have you're not crazy for having that list you just got to find somebody who wants to give it to you mm-hmm. that's, that's it. simple mm-hmm. <laughs> another great chat oh, i love spending time together now i need you to subscribe rate and leave a review because i love hearing from you and then come hang out with me on instagram at nicole walters I'll be back here next week, and I hope you are too. See you there, friend. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.